All right. Da, 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 da. Are we ready? What up, everyone? You are either watching or listening to MLO. I got the whole game together once again, and I got to open. Sorry, everybody out there that we missed last week's episode. We're a week behind. Failure. Yeah. That's exactly Never a good start to New Year when we miss week three of the year. I mean, come out strong goals fall short but we did you know things happen so we're we're back at it again and do you guys feel like i need to introduce you every time i was going back and forth the i other like day the about pop-up that. the oh that yeah the, okay i got my boy scotty say what up scotty what up we're rolling <laughs> rolling into it and of course our veteran casey Yes, sir. And we're keeping it real because we're talking about the real world today. So Yeah, we were chatting about, keeping it real. about the real world. <laughs> Apparently, they're filming another season of it. But to try to keep it on track here, we're going to talk about real world worst real estate advice. There, there, it, is. Is. there it is. Wow. Off the cuff. Dang. There we go. So the whole reason why we're putting this together is I feel like, you know, scrolling through social media and everything out there, it's like, Everyone's just trying to solicit you to buy a home and get a loan. Like every single like going through my phone and it's like, don't miss out. People are flocking. Here's what happens when you wait. And yeah. it's like, well, the like two years ago was the opposite. So it's like everyone just kind of sells the own thing. But and like that narrative's been changing over the years. But like the constant pressure is still there. It's always like, there. it's all different. doesn't matter like, what the prices up down, yeah. interest rates up down. Now, yeah. now, now, seller now. market no. buy anyways because you're gonna be screwed. Buyers market whoa whoa get in there. There's people pressing. It's gonna be Black Friday. Also in the sub is, is sensitive subject of yeah. it. Remember when we had all those fires going on too? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. No <laughs> matter having, the casualty. I'm having a hard time tailing <laughs> off that. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought. Well, that's all it is. The yeah. out there. No, and it is one of these and things. The bad advice. It is bad advice. Real world bad real estate advice. And we, wanted, we broke them down. The list we started with was really long. We actually spent more time taking out bad advice to condense down to how many subjects do we have, Casey? We're going with four. Four. But honestly... The there's a lot of bad real estate advice. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. But let's go to number one. Scott, what do we got? We have FHA is the best loan program for first-time home buyers. Well, and first, not everyone even knows what FHA is, but I'm assuming if you're plugging into the modern loan officer, we have, you know. Explained it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. We've got you guys at at least an associate's degree thus yeah. far. Yeah. Right? yeah. But yeah. an FHA, Federal, or Federal Housing Association, Administration, Administration, excuse me. Yep. I'm off to a horrible start. This I'll be fact-checking you this time. Yep. <laughs> Thank God we got Scott. Thank God we got Scott. So that government-backed loan is created for people that might have a little bit of bruised credit, and there's more flexibility on the interest rates. Um, so it's commonly just defaulted to first-time homebuyer. Yeah. I have to do it. It's lower. It's better. And fun fact, not so fun once you really know, Uh <laughs> A lot of people just quote, when I say people, mortgage originators, just quote FHA. Go with FHA because mm -hmm. that interest rate is lower than the conventional mortgage. But it is not necessarily the best loan program for you. 100%. Casey, why? Give me, uh, there's a lot, but give me one reason why right. you. So kind of. Do you the, agree first? I agree 100%. Thank you for consenting. the <laughs> loans out there, there's different loans, as you guys have heard us talk about for mm -hmm. long times, right? It. 
essentially they're made for certain individuals. Loans are made for certain qualified people, right? An FHA loan essentially was catered towards a low 600 down client mm -hmm. credit score with three and a half percent down. It started as first time home buyer program. But do you have to be a first time home buyer for FHA? No, no. Wow. Seats and knots open up the door. And that's kind of the funny thing about it. Yeah. It's like everyone thinks like I'm a first time home buyer, so I'll do it. I yeah. hear that a lot. First time first time do, I'm gonna do an FHA. Because grandpa said like, or Timmy next door was like, Well, you gotta get one of those FHA loans. Right. And it's like so that misconception out there, like it it is made for that, but let's just say you have a better credit score. Maybe it's not a lower credit score. Maybe you you're putting five percent down instead of three and a half, or your criteria is a little bit better. Then that means there could be a different loan, like a conventional yeah. loan, that could give you a lower payment compared to that FHA. I love that you said the credit piece because often a lot of people don't know that if you do have a higher credit score, you actually might have an all-inclusively lower payment on a conventional loan comparatively to an FHA because the mortgage insurance factor isn't flat rate like yep. FHA, Correct. it's actually credit-based. So I always give the analogy that um, it's kind of like your financial driving record yeah. is your credit score. So if you have a bad driving record out on the streets with your car, your insurance is gonna be super high. But if it's good, your insurance can be low. It's the same with mortgage insurance. Great analogy. So that is super, super important. Secondly, the interest rate reduction on FHA ain't free. It's got the upfront MI uh, funding fee. We'll forget about that. It's 1.75% of, of black hole money. So essentially that money isn't money that you're getting in equity. You're paying 1.75% just to have access to this loan. But the homeowner doesn't know it because guess what? It gets rolled in. Into the loan so you amount. have a base loan amount plus that fee. So you've lost 1.75% equity in your home by just closing. Right away. 90 Five percent of people out there put it in that loan amount. Right. Like it's just it's part of it. It's a government loan, so they have the funding fee very similar to like a VA. Mm -hmm. VA has upfront funding fee and stuff. So you gotta be cautious with those government loans, FHA, VA, they do have those added on yep. premiums that do take away from your equity. So yes. it's like but not getting back, you know, too far off track because interest rate is a big thing. Like yep. FHA lower interest rate. Why is that? Government-backed, right? It's government-backed. You have the funding fee. Funding fee. So you're almost like already rolling in discount points. Right. Or yeah. Into it. Buying down that rate already. And then also they're paying a flat rate higher mortgage insurance premium than conventional. conventional. So it's all kind of out there in the middle, but you're committing to losing equity position and owing more on the home right off the jump mm -hmm. and a, some people oh that's not that big of a deal well it's going to be a big deal when you sell the home and you're trying to negotiate with your selling agent whether it's going to be six percent split five percent split because you're going to add 1.75 to that net profit loss so you really man there are good situations for we're, fha and you got to consult with the mortgage yeah. professional we're not, we're and we're not, not bashing it but fha is bad. not the way to go you just need to understand both sides of the coin. And you, yeah, like we've explained it, guys, it does fit for a client. Like that lower credit score client, 3.5% down, this loan is really good for that client. Yeah. But there's a lot of variations of that client, right? Mm -hmm. That credit score, you know, even 40 or 50 points might change something on mm -hmm. whether you do an FHA or another type of loan. Yeah. Um, 
But at the end of the day, you're going to hear FHA loan, first one we're going for, lowest payment, yada, yada. And a lot of people say lowest down payment, like 3.5%, yeah. but they don't know that conventional provides 3% down payment for first-time home buyers as well. Yeah. So that's even a half percent less. I mean, truthfully, if it's a good mortgage advisor, guys, wouldn't you agree? We're probably going to be, after you know having a consultation with a client, mm-hmm. I'll be looking at a couple different first-time home buyer programs and comparing. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. Addie and, yeah. and Scott and I do on the MLO show, we give people multiple options. You're going to get Excel street sheets. We keep you guys very informed. I call them spreadies. Spreadies. <laughs> well, just, just that quick math, too, right? Like, So if we say, okay... For FHA, we're doing we're doing three and a half percent down with a with a one point seven five percent funding fee. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the quick math on that is that's five point two five. That's a quarter percentage point yep. higher than a five percent down conventional. Yep. That's two point two five percent higher than a three percent down conventional for a first time home buyer. Nothing's free in America, as we Not say here at the, the number man. The number man. Let's go to number two. That was a really good good run. Yeah. Uh, we we exited the gate strong there. Yeah. We really did. Scott, I think you're a bullet man today. What's number two? Number two, you should wait for interest rates to drop. I'll take this one. Let's do it. I mean, it's a super bad advice given right now because we're looking at our market right now. Rates are up. Rates Mm -hmm. are high. We all know that. So it's become a buyer's market, right? So what that allows for you to do, say you're low funds, low cash, and you're struggling to even get down payment. Those people could not buy homes in the last three years. So the Mm -hmm. market was just too competitive. The seller had too many offers on the table. Now they'll take any legitimate offer. And just because rates are high, they can now maybe get five, 10, even more thousand dollars in seller credits that they didn't even have that cash before. So what happens is let's say rates drop. So does ever it's it becomes Walmart Black Friday yep. hit the doors <laughs> it's <laughs> special like it's gonna be so hot out there it's like Costco when the free samples come out oh yeah, yeah. you know the yeah, lady's got yeah. the hair net and she's like chopping up the little burrito <laughs> sample <laughs> what was that what was that this <laughs> and the minute they all get there grab 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 yeah. grab that's what it's gonna be like the minute freaking rates drop Costco yeah. sample blue Light special Black Friday nonsense. Hundred percent. Everyone's waiting too. It might not be that dramatic. Maybe not. Quick, but what do you want think? It to be. What are your thoughts on that one? I think there's a situation. I nailed play. it. You have nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say like you know you you said a, a thing there I want to key onto right. You said it's it. I don't think it's that dramatic. I think it was. I think really mm. if we look at this right, remember when you had first time home buyers. That were just so beaten up in in the last couple of years when they would go make offers and they'd go, oh man, man, we really, <laughs> yeah, we really wanted this house. It's a great house. My family loves it, but this thing went sixty grand over offering, or forty grand, or twenty, or it went bananas, and that was crazy. I had never seen anything like it at that point where offers were were like that. Now, if we look at where we're at today, we've got options. You know, we have so much more that we can do for buyers in the sense of with those seller credits, we're looking at things like buy downs, two one buy downs. Yeah. Those are ways to get you into a house now, even though the interest rates are high yep. and you're getting a deal there where before you were not. It's a good point. I like that. There's different ways to structure the loan to your point, the buy downs to where you could have a short term, uh, a lower 
payment for the first year, maybe two years until that full thing resets. So there's other ways to navigate and be into play into that buyer's market. And the basic takeaway in me is it's supply and demand, mm -hmm. like just basic supply and demand. When the demand's down, it's a really great time to get in there. But as rates go down, that demand is going to go up higher. Casey and E. I mean, I, I look at it at this point too, because people look at rates, right? And I mean, really looking from the history of rates from yeah. the sixties to where we're at now, there was a point where it was 40 years that the rate was like higher than 7%. For 40 years, it was like in between like seven mm -hmm. to 18 huh. and coming down. Like and before we now, were think about it though. Obviously, houses were a lot cheaper then, right? Mm -hmm. A lot cheaper. So there's that play there. But the thought is, you're looking at right now an opportunity to be able to get houses with leverage because houses are sitting longer. Mm -hmm. Sellers are very eager to try to get buyers in. They they need to see some offers. People don't want to lower their price if they can, you know, not do that. So. They're willing to entertain maybe seller credits now. Mm -hmm. So that interest rate might be able to be lower. It might not be your qualifying 6.75 right now. Maybe you can get a 6% with some seller credit action. Or maybe you're buying new construction house. Builders are very, very willing to get their products sold right now. And they are definitely entertaining buy downs. Uh, you're mm -hmm. seeing a lot of builders put uh, seller credits up to give a buy down, which would mean we're going to buy that interest rate down even mm -hmm. lower you know, with a certain product. But, you know, is it for everybody? I'm definitely, no. I'm right. definitely having conversations right now where just these rates and a fixed income person, you can't qualify. Right. You do right. have to wait yeah. or bring in more income, right? But that's a good point. Everyone's situation is different. You know, yeah. if you if you need to work on your credit, it's not a great time if you have bruised credit. The adjustments and the penalties for a lower credit score are, are higher than they Social have. security income, right? It's tough. It's situational. And I also think it's market contingent so different markets are going to be different like buying in san diego is going to be extremely expensive comparatively mm -hmm. to missouri where there's a more affordable housing market out there so it also depends what area you're in absolutely and time of the life time of life there's different chapters right it might not be the a good time for you leaves. to buy it might be a good time or maybe you're starting a new job and you're not certain if this is going to be good for you. Like, not a good time. Right. Right? So that's something to think about as well. But in this situation right now, like, we're uh -huh. in, if someone was telling us and they had the means to buy and we could see it, obviously, mm -hmm. and they're just, hey, we're going to wait for interest rates to drop. Yeah. The conversation might be a little bit more encouraging to buy now because yeah. the history of it really, guys, is we've only had, you know, a small section there. You know, we're going to call it 2008 to 12-ish, right? Where we yeah. actually lost equity in the home. But mm -hmm. other than that, you see consistent, like three and a half, four and a half percent. You've always yeah. been gaining equity. So there is that chase of the tail, right? Interest rates come back down, but equity and prices still continue to go up. You're still chasing a little bit of mm -hmm. there, right? That payment still could be increasing. Um, My last bullet for this section, and this is number two or four, but... Um, if you're renting and you've never owned, you should have a focus to try to be a homeowner because oh, point. just generally speaking, like that's where it all starts. Like you look at, I'm sure you maybe you've Googled this before. How much money do I need to retire? Right. I, I don't know about you guys. I Google that all the time. Mm -hmm. I love that question. <laughs> but one thing that those figures always assume is that you own your home outright and you do not have monthly overhead. So when you're going, I need this much a month to retire, they're assuming you don't have a mortgage because you've spent 30 years paying off 
the mortgage, the mortgage yeah. and you you essentially own your asset and you just have property taxes and insurance. Starting that sooner than later is is the best way to go. I mean, it might sound like simplistic advice, but renting really is just throwing away money. Mm -hmm. And we all know that it's no secret, but yeah. you know, I'm turning 34 or 35 next month. We bought, wow, man, when we were in our mid twenties, but I would rather have started right out of the gate, like yeah. 21. Just think about the financial freedom it gives you if you're tackling down and leveraging your assets. So well, it, no, and it comes to like, you know, even, you know, everyone goes through transitions of life, right? And they probably go through a few houses. Like, what if you didn't though? And you just stayed at that one. Or you can do like what my wife and I do, where you buy a primary, live in it. Then you turn it into a rental and go buy another yeah, one. Yeah. Now you're cash flowing, cash flowing, cash, cash. cash. Someone else is paying that. Then all of a sudden, it, after a couple it'd decades, be interesting oh. to know the statistics of like retired people that have a mortgage. Well, yeah, uh, stats to come next episode. Yeah, yeah we'll figure. I'll that work out. on that. Don't Let's go to number three, Scott. So number three. Oh, that's a good one. I need twenty percent down. Yeah, a lot of this is like kind of a broken record, but it's good to bring up because most people, there are still legitimately, it's like thinking the earth is flat. They, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's kind not of flat. trippy, guys, <laughs> when you have that conversation. It's 2023, guys, and we still have conversations. Clients will still tell us that they've been waiting to buy. So because they've been saving up for 20% down. I think the misperc maybe like, more common people are like, oh, I'm saving up for 20%. A lot of people know you don't need 20% down to buy a home. Like mm -hmm. first time home buyers, conventional and you can go 3% down. Second time or further on a conventional loan, 5% down or more. These are for primary residences. Now, the next question or statement people make all the time, I don't, I don't want to pay the mortgage insurance, so mm -hmm. I'm saving up. Okay, well... If you're gonna buy a five hundred thousand dollar home and waiting to save a hundred grand, how long does that take you with just how hard it is to save? A long time. Yeah. Like putting five, ten, fifteen percent down. If your credit is solid, this is why I preach the credit game, you can really have a beansy beansy monthly mortgage insurance. Um, I think 100%. when we put ten percent down our on our recent primary, I think it was forty four dollars a month. Yeah, $44 a month for me to keep an extra 50 something thousand dollars in the bank mm -hmm. as a little safety guard. Uh, I'll certainly take that. 100%. And actually, we just requested for the MI to be canceled. People don't that know just that. happened. So, as you pay down the loan on the uh, principal balance and you hit that equity position of the 20% down or 80% of its loan to value, you can actually request straight with the mortgage servicer for that MI to be removed. Mm -hmm. Yep, 100%. So, and you might get there quick. Well, and, and, this kind of goes back to our first bullet point, right? When we're talking about FHA. Yeah. If you have an FHA loan, let's say you get that 20% equity. Mm -hmm. Do you know when you can cancel your mortgage insurance on an FHA loan if you oh, do a 30 years? If you do less than 10% down, never. Never. So it is the life of the loan you're never. going to have that that's mortgage a good, insurance. Yeah. That's a really good point we forgot to make. That's, and, a, that's another thing that these... We're human. Mortgage people or even real estate agents don't explain at all. Yeah. So, oh, it's a lower rate. It's yeah. easy. It's good, good, great. Ain't lower. Don't worry you, about you're it. You're paying for it. You're financing it. And you're actually pinning yourself into a corner. Yes. Yeah, so I don't want to go back to the number one. You I, sure, I, sure. I'm sure. getting hot. I'm getting hot. No, but essentially, I mean, you know, 20% down or not, right? If you aren't putting 20% down, you will have mortgage insurance. That is part of the gig, right? Mm -hmm. But 
the mortgage insurance is different for each programs, you know, conventional and FHA and stuff like that. So it is, yep. it is behooves you to know the mortgage insurance mm -hmm. side of it. But yep. going to Addison's point, what people don't understand too, though, is you actually sometimes can get a better interest rate putting 15% down with MI than you can 20% down or 10. Absolutely. Why, yeah. And you got to put an asterisk on that. A lot There's of people think, oh, the more down payment I put, the lower the interest rate I'm getting. Not Absolutely so much. not sure. Mm -hmm. True. Because in a lot of situations, when you do have mortgage insurance on your, your note, it is actually insured. So that is less of a risk to the investor providing the rate option. So sometimes you actually see that rate lower. It's it's absolutely a great point. I'm glad you brought up. I also wanted to add one more little tidbit on the 20% down because for me, I like having savings. I'm mm -hmm. just like every other human where I feel better when I know in case something happens, you know. You got some money in the bank. I got some money to take care of it, yeah. right? So a lot of people are like, oh, oh I'm going to put every single dollar of savings I have into the down payment to lower my monthly payment. Well, to open things up, $10,000 in additional down payment lowers your monthly payment on a 30 year fixed approximately $50 a month. Whoa, why don't Whoa. we go check a HBO Max, Hulu, Paramount, mm -hmm. NBC, a couple trips to Starbucks. To Get off the Taco Bell. No more DoorDash. Like anything else to lower your spending on a monthly basis by $50 to keep 10K in the bank. Mm -hmm. Think about that. That's not a great use of $10,000. And, you know, there comes with costs of buying a home. Like, you're going to buy that home, and you're probably going to do some things to it that you want or need to do some things or something. There's going to be some money to put in. And and I, I heard it out there, too. It's like the average American, you know, can't afford, you know, less than $1,000, like, you know, catastrophic thing to happen. They don't mm -hmm. have that savings they don't up, have the right? Savings so up. it's like, imagine you're dumping it all in into a big investment now. Right. And something does come up, and you need some money. Here's another thought I have really, really quick. So... At everyone that's been buying homes uh, over the last 14, 15 months as the rates have gone up, right? They're likely going to refinance because rates will go down, right? Yes, so one thing a lot of people don't consider is when you do refinance, you have two options to refinance. A rate and term, which you're only changing the rate and you're restarting the term, mm -hmm. which will lower your payment in most situations, or a cash out where you're doing the rate and the term and you're pulling equity out. Mm -hmm. So when you pull equity out and you go that rate and term, that's a little bit of a higher interest rate than just the non-cash out refi. Mm -hmm. So that's another point to why you shouldn't throw all your cash into the initial down payment just to feel better about the monthly payment. Because then when you refinance, you might be like, oh, guess what? Our washer dryer broke. Also, the deck is wearing out. I need a new roof. And you're pulling all this money out to do the home improvements and you didn't get the best interest rate that you could. Yep. Well, and, and even pulling your own money out that you put in is not free. Yeah. So that's kind of a misconception too, right? Where it's like, I'm going to put all this money into the house. If I ever need that money back, I can just pull it out. Mm -hmm. No questions asked. That's not the case. You're always going to pay to access Some sort that of money. fee. Even yeah. if you're Some doing a line of fee. credit. Yeah, you're just 500 bucks. Like $500 plus yeah. interest fees, transfer fee. So by the time you're done, first you've and last paid name fee. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Yep. First and last name. Hundred percent. You're giving up kids, everything. Oh man, we've got about five more minutes on this app. Let's go to number well, four. This is a perfect one. This is a good one, Scott. Yeah. 
Switching jobs will preclude me from getting financing. Ooh, he love that. This Such is a, a big one for Casey because he's yeah. about to get let go, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. My, <laughs> uh, my email stopped this morning, so that's how you know. Like, dead sign. You show up to work one day and you, like, log in. You're like, ah, dude, what the hell? That didn't change my password. Like, yeah. what's going on? No. It's okay. We're still going to be able to get you into that home. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. You're in. No. No, this I is I still serious, have though. a job, though, and this comes up mm-hmm. constantly with, with. This is probably the biggest question or topic I get. Is the job history and switching? Hundred percent, and I think it's confusing to clients. Really, they get confused on both sides. Like I'm confused. I'm confused, right? Well, it's this. As we all know, most uh, loans out there require you to have at least one year work history in that profession, if not two years work history in that profession. Two years, pretty safe, solid, right? Thing, but it's the same profession. So what we get lost up in is someone will come across and say, you know, I just. Got a new job offer with another company. Mm-hmm. It's a better better pay, better benefits. Um, but I'm scared to take it because I heard if I switch my job, I can't get a loan. Well, the question is what, Scott? Are they changing their jobs or are they changing their profession? profession? Yeah. yeah. And I don't want us to get too far off the weeds, but Scott, give us the general. Because, yes, you want, first of all, box number one, be working. Do not like quit and change and get fired every 30 days and have 17 jobs. That becomes super, super challenging. Mm -hmm. But the myth and the bad real estate advice, and I actually got this before I was even in real estate and mortgage. I remember a loan officer saying to me, you need to be at your job for two years or else you can't buy. That is not the clear answer. There's so much context, guidelines, scenarios that can make that true or not true. Mm-hmm. Self-employed, W-2, switching industries, not. But, and this is why we're doing this episode, I thought, because I heard it in, like, you know, a, a whatever, a mm-hmm. chamber meeting, oh, I need to be at my job for two years. This is why you can't listen to advice. Maybe you want to buy a home and you heard, I can't leave this job, and you really hate the job. And you're just sitting in your cubicle trying to organize things and feel stimulated. Yeah. No. Because you're an educated an educated buyer, you listen to to MLO every week, you know, and you you want to buy that house. So you, if you think you have to sit there and endure a job, or you got a better offer somewhere else, and you can't take it because you won't qualify, that's just not the case. That's not true. It's not true. Hopefully, you're always staying within your line of work and industry, and just give that sales to sales. Just because you're selling restaurant equipment, and then you switch to selling something at Best Buy. That we can make work in most cases, in my opinion. I've had that work out. But if you're going from like, oh, I was, you know, I did HR for, you know, this company, and then now I'm working at Starbucks. That is, that's a red flag. We're going to be putting on those caution blinkers and pulling the vehicle to park. Yeah. A lateral move, same profession, same job. You're going for increased pay or whatever. Better coworkers to be with. Yeah. It's the same job profession. You can do it. I think another thing I hear a lot too is like, oh, well, I'll just get another job really quick so I can have more income and bump uh, up. No, nope. can't do that. You can have two jobs. Yes, However, for both incomes to qualify, there needs to be a demonstration of two year history Solid. for both jobs. Solid. And it makes sense, guys. We're at this point where, you know, the, the regulated mortgage. Uh, environment has been around for a while. So the backdoor loopholes are far and few between. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about it, trust me, you're not the first, no offense. No. And it's likely been locked. There's smart guys sitting back there that 
are watching scratching their heads. It's other Addies and Casey's and Scott's gone now. We got that. Scott, did yeah. you have more to add to the switching of the job thing? Well, and, and I wanted to to sort of bring up um, one that I've had recently is, is grad students. Oh, and they thought, yeah, you know, we're we're fresh out of grad school. We've been on the job for six months. We don't qualify. You know, right. we we don't have that two year history. Great call. We can substitute your college degree. Mm-hmm. As work experience, you know, you want to be in the same field. It's like you don't want to go get a degree in physics and then you're, you know, being a bartender. Yeah. Like, or working like TJ. I'm sure I could write a very compelling letter for that. Of all people, you could. But I mean, physics and bartending. The work history with the uh, college education is huge. We did that for a client, a hospital work, Mm -hmm. uh, an externship. We were using the externship. Uh, CT scans, all that stuff totally works. Very common way it works too is journeymen, people with uh, blue collar uh, electricians, plumbers, they're going to do a trade school mm-hmm. and they're learning the craft. All that time, even though you might get no pay or reduced pay, counts as work history. And yeah, absolutely. It's huge. Absolutely. So don't think that just because you're going to school or trade school, your two-year history of being employed doesn't start until you're actually doing that job. If you're going to school for, and getting trained for that specific role, that counts as work history. I love that you brought that up. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, this is good. Nailed good it. energy today, guys. Good. Killed it. Well, that's that rounds us out. That's all she said, folks. Yeah, we kept it under 30 minutes. I'm super proud of us. And I want to thank everybody out there that's been supporting us on social media and throughout Spotify and Apple of our relaunch of MLO. And if you ever have any questions, whether you're just getting into the industry, you're thinking about, you know, relocating, purchasing, whatever, our information is in the show notes. I put all three of ours. You can hit our links. It's not a OnlyFans website. It's our professional um, (laughs) mortgage. We'll link the OnlyFans too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Please reach out to us. We're here to assist you. And um, once again, we just thank you all. So, till next time, everybody, we'll catch you later. Catch you later.